This station is being brought to you via Nullsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you are listening to Star Wars on the Left. What is it, R2? Yes, R2. I know all about Star Wars Indirect. It's the live talk show dedicated to the Star Wars universe. A podcast? Don't get technical with me, you funny little twerp. Just go to StarWarsIndirect.com and listen to the live broadcast. Star Wars Indirect is a proud member of the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com <laughs> Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. actually find a way to to find the other thing and you know what I just realized that I just started recording the show and I do this you're <laughs> recording the show now yes just for now. the archive oh. yeah just now okay like I'm gonna have to input the entire beginning of the show back that's okay 
I can, I, I'm sure I can do that. We'll like cut and paste from the other show and do something like that. Alright, well, uh, today I have a very, very little word to say. Uh, basically, for those of you who know Star Wars on Direct, you know that we're very close to our listeners and friends all over the, the country and all over the world. And uh, I just want to say that for all of those of you who knew Malcolm Xerxes, he passed away last Tuesday. So, Malcolm, this show is it's for you, man. Because we know how much you like to party and how much you like the good discussion. So, it's my pleasure to actually dedicate this show to you. Cheers, buddy. Uh, forgive my ignorance, but... For those of you who didn't know who Malcolm Xerxes was, he's a stuntman from uh, Toronto. And, uh, a, a stuntman? A, stunt, a stuntman, yes. Okay. And he was involved in uh, many good shows, of which of whom I forget most of the time, uh, but stuff like Profiler and really really cool TV shows that won Emmy Awards and stuff like that. So Thank you. Congratulations uh, to all those great prizes that you've won in your life. And, uh, yeah... Hopefully we're going to see uh, more of me, we're going to see more of him on reruns. All right, so Brian, yes, you used to work at this little place called Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. but you don't anymore. Mm-mm. So what's going to happen with you? Uh, I don't know yet, but you might become. Yeah, but it's not for sure yet, so I don't want to say anything. You don't want to say anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So for, do- for those of you who are listening to us right now, we're, ha- we're holding a contest. It's like, what will Brian do with his life? Will, st- will he stay in school? Will he become something else? I'm definitely <laughs> staying in school. Just tell us what <coughs> Brian should do. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> to cast your vote, go on msn.com. At <laughs> <laughs> and no, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not a right answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... For Brian? Yeah. Do you have a moment to tell us who's in the chat with us right yes, now? I do. Uh, there's Adria, Athlon, Sarah Sabin, Chris W., Ikastra, Rebel Scum, and Wookiee Marts. All right. But I can see him. You can? Yeah. I can't see him. Oh, wait. Nope. Okay. You want a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, no, please, bear me. <laughs> All right. Well, on with the show. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you are listening to Star Wars on the Left. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to this, the miscellaneous news for this 20th of September 2005. Um, the next, the November issue of the Insider number 84 will be, have, will have the ultimate guide to clones of episode 3, and uh, it'll be by Karen Travis and Ryan Coffin, and you'll also get to, there's going to be four different, uh, three or four different, uh, three, sorry, collector covers, covers with that, Commander Bly, Commander Gree, and Bly's Legionnaires. So you can find out all about that stuff. The official website. Um, the Revenge of the Sith DVD will have a bonus if you get it at Walmart. Ugh. 
So if you buy the DVD at Walmart, you'll get an exclusive bonus disc that includes R2-D2 and C-3PO's Chronicles of Luke and Anakin Skywalker, a almost 60 minutes of additional content. Um, I thought it was going to be a duel between uh, the Peanut and the Smiley from Walmart. No, that would have been funny. <coughs> so you're just going to be getting like a, a narrative summary uh, between the two... Uh, like between the two Luke and Li- Luke and Anakin's lives kind of like paralleling them too I guess so that's what's coming new um, most of the deleted scenes that will be found on the DVD according to George Lucas are in the senatorial nature um, so it has some of the conspiracy and some of the terms that start the rebel alliance and uh, he also updated uh, in when he was at the Dressing the Galaxy fashion show in New York City, the DVD, and also this little tidbit on the TV show. Um, there will be a live-action show, TV show, but he doesn't know if it will be in 2006. He hasn't even started writing. So that's kind of bad, I guess. Um, there will also be the uh, Star Wars TV show is now hiring, so you can go get uh, hired, I guess, for so uh, they're ri- hiring writers and all kinds of different people for the TV show. So go uh, put out your CVs, people. <coughs> also, we have the uh, in the miniatures news the Wizards is having their un- uncon the unconventional uncon- online convention. It's like there gonna be chats every night with different creators from Wizards uh, tomorrow night at four o'clock or uh, seven o'clock Eastern, same time. Tomorrow will there will be a talk with Rob Godkins and Bill Slavasek about the Star Wars miniatures, and you can go into the Wizards Wizards. dot com slash chat the evening of the chat, and you can log in to Wizards. Um, also, in Star Wars Galaxies news, the uh, price for the Trials of Obi Wan has been set at thirty dollars uh, American, and you can buy it via the internet and a digital download. Uh, you can also in the game you'll be able to get a skiff. Um, and there will also be a eight-player vehicle in-game. So it will be the first... Uh, sorry, it will be the first <coughs> eight-player vehicle in-game, so you can like put eight people in it and drive around, I guess. We're still be talking. Cool. Galaxies. We're still... Oh, Galaxies. Galaxies. Uh, the Ranger profession is getting their two-year waiting revamp to get the class more of a hunting class. <laughs> The smuggler profession will also get their revamp in the next couple of months, making them more like Star Warsy and smuggler-like. And that is from that last bit is from Casra. Thank you, Casra, and that is it for the miscellaneous news. All right, well, Brian, we're going to go right now into a little bit of uh, users, well, listeners' comments and questions. Uh, basically, our listeners' feedback, because it's a question for you. It comes from Dart Octavius. Brian, since you are a Mac user. Did you find anything good about the iPod Nano? Is it worth it? Is there any bugs or problem with it? Not that I've heard as of yet. The only thing I think is the problem with it is that uh, it's really small, and I don't know if there's enough room for hardcore music listeners, but it's definitely something to look into. A lot of problems will be that there's not a lot of peripherals for it yet, the ones that Apple has come out with. And uh, it's kind of small. It's only 2 gigabytes and 4 gigabytes. The worst thing that's going to happen, and the most common thing that I foresee happening, is people like losing them 
Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. But also everywhere. people have said, oh no, it's so small, you're going to drop it on the floor. Actually, it's so light that your earphones will keep it from dropping onto the floor. So, you know, normally a CD player, if you drop it, the earphones go plug in, your ears get a big tug. Well, for this, it'll just be like your ears will get a tug and it won't fall out as much because I Mm-hmm. It's magnetic, or there's something. Then you're it's stuck. Think it's a dangly and jump for well, it. Well, think you know. first thing you do. It's an expensive electronic, so obviously you're gonna, you know, try and catch it, or you know, pick it up quickly. You're not gonna leave it there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, all the Mac users I know go, it's titanium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I am was once running in the street and uh, my iPod slipped out of my pocket and uh-huh. uh, hit the pavement and uh, broke. Ooh, don't do that. So no back pockets for the iPod. I'd say be careful with it because um well I was lucky it was still under warranty <coughs> so Apple sent me a new one. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, they're good service. So yes, Nano's good, but it, it's got Mac a lot. Apple has a warranty for clutchy users. A year. Wow. It, it just stopped using. I just said, oh, well, the hard drive's messed up, man. And they said, okay. Okay. And, and <laughs> there was a big dent in it. <laughs> and, well, that was from Hence. a previous... That was from a previous accident. <laughs> it, it, they're sturdy machines. Okay. And, the, like, it took a lot of beating before I killed it. I, I, ever since I've gotten the new one, a new one from them, I've been very careful with it. Is there anything else, Sebastian, in the mailbag? <coughs> I, I think that's all. Thank you very much for your insight on this wonderful little... Product. Drink it. Right. All right. Well, we're going to listen to a few messages from our uh, sponsors, and we'll be right back to Star Wars on Direct with the Community Update. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join a fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars Fan Audio community, and the only Fan Audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Alright, welcome back to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom with the community update for this September 20th, 2005. The Springfield MO Fanforce September meeting will be taking place at the Library Center on Saturday, September 24th between 5pm and 9pm. Costumes are encouraged and new members are always welcome. Discussions will include our, their Halloween Episode 3 DVD release plans, fan films, costuming and anything else that they can think of. 
Feel free to join the fun. For more information, y- you can always join them in their forums over at the boards in FanForce. Well, the Symphonic Star Wars keeps on going. Uh, the next place that is going to be taking place are this September 23rd and 24th at Popehoy Hall on the University of New Mexico campus. Concerts conducted by Byron Harrington will feature music from all six Star Wars films. Also, these concerts will include many space opera touches, including a multimedia show, dancers, and fan in, fans in costume. And uh, for more information about this concert, you can go straight to the New Mexico Symphony Orchestra website, which can be found at www.nmso.org. And tickets still seems to be available, ladies and gentlemen. I was uh, looking for some myself earlier, and <coughs> I just need a lift downtown New Mexico now. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip, guys? <laughs> the commute's a bitch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Well, this pretty much concludes the community update for this September 20th, 2005. Uh, Today there was no collector news or fan video release news. I will mention that uh, there is... Just let me get to it right away. There is a uh, fourth show available of the Star Wars action news. For more information, you can always go to www.starwarsfanworks.com for everything on uh, the latest news for Star Wars Fan Audio. And of course, if you want to get some more information about collecting, I suggest you do pass by www.galactichunter.com because that's where I get all the information for my news. And apparently, there's in fact an Ewok coming out. So I just want to poke you guys with some funny information about cutting up things. All right. Upcoming is Stormtrooper Bob number 13, following up uh, the one that we listened to last last week. Uh, we're going to be going to this in a short break, and we'll be right back at the Star Wars on Direct special, Cocktail for Five. Hi, this is Darian Blade from www.jedi.talk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stackpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, dark side or light, join us Sunday night. The Adventures of Stormtrooper Bob, Episode 13, Lewis the King. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, when we last left Bob and his squad, they had gotten attacked and captured by a wild team of Tauntauns. The Tauntauns take the squad to their lair. We join them as they are nudged by Tauntauns into a great cavern. I'm going, I'm going. Jeez. Hey, well, this is a big cavern. They must be taking us to their leader. Ah, whoever their leader is, he must be pretty lonely. Well, shut up. Here he comes. Hey, that's Lewis. Yes, so I was right. Wow. So what brings you guys here to the great and mighty lair of the Lord of the Tauntauns, eh? What are you talking about? Lord of the Tauntauns, that's me, eh? What are you doing here? Well, when I landed on Hoth, uh, 
these Tauntauns, they found me, right? I was really cold, but they, like, nuzzled up to me and kept me warm. I then was adopted by the Tauntauns, right? But uh, after living the, with them for a short while, we were attacked by the Wampa. So I organized a great army, right, of Tauntauns, and we went and we crushed the vile Wampa, eh? So uh, now I'm their king. So how's it going, eh? How's it going? How's it going? We've been hiking around in the snow for days looking for you. Well, it's nice that you guys came for a visit, but I am king of the Tauntauns after all, eh? So I think I'm just going to stay here. Yeah, Lewis, how are you going to eat? Oh, they feed me pretty well, eh? Yeah, but what about our friendship, you wanker? Don't cry for me, dear Angus. You'll find new friends. Besides, I will not stand idly by while my people suffer and die while we debate this in committee, eh? What? Oh, sorry. Well, it looks like you got this all figured out, but aren't you forgetting one little detail? And what might that be? Oh, I guess the fact that there, well, is no blue milk on Hoth. You know, that is a good point. Let me get my armory. Well, hurry up, Lewis. We gotta get back to the shuttle. Bob and his squad, once again including Lewis, start their hike back to the Imperial shuttle that will take them back to the Star Destroyer. We join them as their shuttle comes into view. Well, there it is. Come on, guys. Let's move out. Oh, I don't understand why we had to walk. Why couldn't we have ridden the Tauntauns? I want my people suffer and die while we debate this in committee, eh? What? Oh, sorry. Well, it looks like you got this all figured out, but aren't you forgetting one little detail? And what might that be? Oh, I guess the fact that there, well, is no blue milk on Hoth. You know, that is a good point. Let me get my armory. Well, hurry up, Lewis. We gotta get back to the shuttle. Bob and his squad, once again including Lewis, start their hike back to the Imperial shuttle that will take them back to the Star Destroyer. We join them as their shuttle comes into view. Well, there it is. Come on, guys. Let's move out. Oh, I don't understand why we had to walk. Why couldn't we have ridden the Tauntauns? I already went through that with Lewis, and I'm not going to go through it again. Last time he freaked out. I will not stand idly by while you oppress my people, eh? Great. You got him going again. Why did you do that? Yeah, sorry, Bob. Let's just get back to the shuttle. Hey, that was my line. Oh, I'm sorry again. Hurry, sir. We need to get back to the Star Destroyer. Now, why are you in a hurry? Sir, because Jedi Talk is on tonight. Jedi Talk? What the heck is that? Stand by for Shameless Web Plug. Jedi Talk, sir, is a Star Wars-based talk show on every Sunday night live on the Internet. What? Star Wars? Droid, you come up with the craziest ideas. Just shut up. Let's get on to the shuttle. Bob and his squad board the shuttle and return to the Star Destroyer, 
As soon as they come back on board, the squad goes with ICU-2 to listen to Jedi Talk. Available at www.jedi-talk.com. Except for Bob, who reports to the bridge. We now join Bob as he goes to meet Captain Running Out of Breath. Ah, oh, Bob. Good to see you made it back. Thank you, sir. Uh, sir, I have a request. Well, Bob... You do lead the most elite stormtrooper squad in the Empire. I'm sure we could help you out. Well, I would like to take my squad to Dagobah for some R&R. Dagobah, huh? Well, that planet's a swamp. The only R&R you'll get there is survival training. Oh, I see you want to do a survival training mission. Good idea, Bob. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Captain. Uh, running out of breath? There'll be a shuttle waiting for you in the launch bay whenever you're ready to go. The shuttle will wait until you are done on Dagobah and transport you back to us wherever we are by then. Yes, Captain. Bob goes to find his squad. Hey, what are you guys doing? We're trying to convince Lewis to take a shower. He smells like one of the Tauntauns. And what exactly is wrong with that, you hoser? Look, for the sanity of the squad, Lewis, I order you to take a shower. All right, fine. But there better be some blue milk in this for me, all right? Private Opie, go find him some blue milk. Yes, sir. Are you sure, Bob? He already drank two barrels of the stuff since being back already. Nah, let him have a little blue milk. Bob and his squad wait an hour, three bars of soap... A whole tub of dark side cologne later, and Lewis comes out of the shower. Uh, I feel like a new man, eh? You certainly smell like one. Ah, uh, Lewis, me and the boys got together and got you this. Holy jeez. It's a stuffed tog time. This is really touching you, hoseheads. Ah, crap. Man, it was a joke, you stupid, hairless Ewok. Well, I don't think it's a joke. I love him, and I'm going to name him Bob, eh? Ah, well, that's sweet, Lewis. Okay, everybody, let's get to the show. Yeah, I'm going to tell him. Oh, no, you don't there, Angus. Tell me what, eh? Yeah, we just found out that the whole rebel storage of blue milk was held on hearth. Yeah, it was a darn shame we had to blow it up, too. No! Yeah, that place is like a giant refrigerator. What else could you store on hearth? Will Bob meet Cletus? Will Lewis ever be the same after finding out the Rebel base was full of blue milk? Maybe, maybe not. But find out next week on... Stormtrooper Bob! This episode of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by Designer Imposter Clothes. We've secretly replaced Lewis's dark side cologne with Tahoe. Can he tell the difference? I think not, and neither will you. Hey, what's this crap? This is Tahoe! This episode of Stormtrooper Bob is brought to you by www.jedi-talk.com. Doing the voice of Stormtrooper Bob and ICU2, Eugene Cash. Doing the voice of Captain Running Out of Breath soon. For Angus, narrator Ian McCormick, doing the voice of doing the voice of Stormtrooper Lewis, Stormtrooper Opie, Stormtrooper Twitch, Mark Henderson. Join us next week for another thrilling episode of Stormtrooper Bob.
every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, nice one. Roger, roger. All Star Wars and Direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by your team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Star Wars on the regular voice of Star Wars fandom, and I'm joined today by Brian, of course. Hello. And none other than the infamous Wookiee Mart, who's in studio with us today. Infamous. Yes. It's, it, it's pronounced infamous. Infamous. Infamous just makes me sound lousy. Which I am, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. Infamous. There you go. Are you happy now? Well, I, I'm, I'm sure it was ringing wrong to a bunch of people who are listening. Yeah, well, a lot of peop- a lot of things I say or enough <laughs> 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 said. This just happens to be that way, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> at least I recognize my own flaws. All right, uh, well, gentlemen, uh, there's actually people who have questions for you. Really? Yeah. Why do they want to ask me questions? No, no, you, you actually answered your question. Oh, cool. But they want to know who Wookie Mart is. They want to know the real Wookiee Mart. They want to know the... Uh, please don't rip my head off in front of the webcam. <laughs> what? <laughs> We've tried to do that once, and it's it's just doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, with the without the, with no head thing, yeah, that yeah, doesn't, doesn't work for a lot of people. The whole part of being dead afterwards, you know, <laughs> just sucks. Yeah, I know. So, we have questions, right? Yeah, well, basically, uh, Alan was asking me, who are you, Wookiee Mart? Who am I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have to come up with a little introduction for you. Actually, I was wondering the same thing myself. Isn't that a question? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell am I? What am I doing here? Where am I going? <laughs> well, going is that way. <laughs> you know, pretty much so in front of my shoes. Uh, apart from that, you know, very simple. So, Wookie Mark here, Martin. Um, you... You actually did a lot of the promos for Star Wars on the Rack back a few years ago. <laughs> I think it's, wow, already two years? Yeah. Whew. Dang. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. And um, what do you do as a, as your pay for the rent? 
job living? Uh, well, you know, I work for a shop that builds uh, scenery and uh, sets for television and uh, theater here in Montreal. All right. So you're a set builder? Yeah. Well, I'm, my first profession is welder, but you have to be a jack-of-all-trades in that business to get work to begin with. So and You're quite the jack. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Brian, that could be so misinterpreted. And I'm sure it is being misinterpreted. <laughs> you're very good at what you do, Martin. I've seen a lot of your work, and it's very always top-notch. Yeah, well, I have fun doing what I do. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, uh, there's so much we can't say. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, we shouldn't not. say. <laughs> so, uh, which Mark Allen's wondering, what's your actual ranking of the saga itself? The whole six episodes? The thing? whole six episodes. Hmm. Well, as I remember... Uh, Let me guess, OT, it comes first, and then it's the prequel. Actually, the I think if you go in the forums for uh, past shows of the Star Wars Undirect, my best quote for that is that I consider that in the universe of Star Wars, the numbers 1, 2, and 3 don't exist. Boom. That That kind of hurt. <laughs> don't, don't you think? I, I, I'm, I, that is the best way for me to acknowledge my feelings towards it without actually going on and on about dissing the movies and stuff because I could go on forever about, yes, there is good stuff in them, but the bad stuff overweights, uh, you know, brings the whole weight down. So, you know, I, I just consider, I sit back with my classic original DVD and have fun, you know. I just wish I could transfer the laser discs. To oh, there are s- rips out there. Yeah, I guess. So I could look for them. To, just to get like, uh, yeah, thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, I could uh, just look around for that, and just you know, because it's fun to actually get uh, uh, give a look at the original stuff. You know, the yeah. original, original, original stuff. Yeah. I mean, old school. You know. The only one I don't actually have a copy of in English. <coughs> I have the first three movies in French. The first actual release. Mm. That's kind of cool, but I have I have the THX versions, so the second release of it. But it's still, like, not special edition. It's yeah. just the better sound mm. quality. I got the old VHS. I got the old... T- uh, I got the new THX. I got the special editions. And what else do I have? We're all we're still talking video cassettes here. Problem is, my video died about five years ago. <laughs> I have, the and then came the wonderful world of DVDs. Yay! <coughs> I have it. I have that THX version, and I have the special editions in widescreen, mm-hmm. and then I have the VCDs in. I guess I think it's pan and scan. Yeah, it's in pan and scan. The VCDs with the mm-hmm. special editions. Oh, pan and scan. Yeah, but it was all I could find. It was all I could find, and it's really cool. It's from China. Oh, cool! So it's all got the Chinese writing on it. It's a really cool box set. And um, I have the, I guess, the DVDs widescreen. So yeah, to go back to the question. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, yeah, you know, I enjoy a lot, like the visuals of the prequels are mind-boggling and stuff, and the design work is amazing. It just... There's nothing really holding it. It's holding everything together. There's no connecting 
string. And to me, that sort of has to make sense, you know. And the one thing that's really bugging me is that it is highly politically involved as far as movies go. Okay. He's. It, it's. I mean, it's. It's obnoxious. It's so obvious the way he's paralleling what's happening in our in our lives, and what he does in his movies. Wow. How do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars and politics. That could actually be a good topic for our next show. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this idea for the, for tonight's show was basically based on John Favreau's Dinner for Five TV show. For those of you who've never seen it, it's basically John Favreau, the guy who played uh, the assistant to Matt Murdock in Daredevil. And he's also done a bunch of other things like swingers. He's also in Swingers. He's also in he Love and Sex. He wrote Swingers. I'm sorry. He made, made. He's, an, he's a god of movie making. Yeah, I don't know about a god. Well, I like him a he's lot. He's directed a lot of things. Between him and uh, Quentin Tarantino, I'd still go with John Favreau. Oh, QT's a ham. And he's like, Love me, baby! What's and I want to fucking kill him. What's with the dissing on the, all, all over the sudden? Yeah, and he's a good filmmaker. He's just a whore. All right, and not in the Kevin Smith way. You've never been to Hollywood, have you? Yeah, no, but you know what? Everybody walks funny in Hollywood. Yeah, because I got it up the ass. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, basically I want to ask you guys uh, questions that we've already sort of answered in some other shows, but just like in a casual way. So, Martin. Okay. That's a question I don't actually remember ever asking you. Uh, what was your first ever Star Wars experience? Well, I met Carrie Fisher in a bar, and... <laughs> no. <laughs> I hadn't seen the movies yet, you know. <laughs> no, and then? Not quite. One time? No, that's just fantasy. At band camp? That's just fantasy. <laughs> um, my first Star Wars experience was actually... The funny thing is, I didn't see Star Wars the year it came out. Well, you neither, know but I wasn't born then. No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is... How old were you? Uh, old. In 77. If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> Wait, I can think... I, I know how old you are. Do the math. Do the math. Is that... Yeah, I think that's smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> there goes the CPU. And yeah, now his drugs just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. No, I think I saw... I saw it at a uh, drive-in theater. All right. Uh, up north. And uh, in uh, 19... Uh, 19, yes. <laughs> Not that old. 1979, I think, or 78. Nope. Nope. What? Yep. <laughs> nope. Um, he was just showing numbers. All right. So, yeah. Uh, drive-in theater. There was a cool uh, western before it. And I remember this one scene in the... It was a triple showing. You had a Herbie movie, a crappy western with them, some cool elements in it. And but back then, when you're seven years old, all westerns are cool, you know. Yeah. And uh, Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. 
So my mother was actually anxious because I wanted to go see Star Wars like crazy. And she, the only showing she found was that showing where you had it. Because we're two years after here. So, you know, it yeah. was just luck to find it, you know. That's it. Still playing in a theater. <coughs> uh, but the... Uh, yeah, it was the, uh, the the what I remember about the Western movie was really cool. Is that the the guys were running away and everything, and they just ambushed them with the first machine gun ever made, you know. And it's actually like like uh, I remember this scene where the guy's just cranking the gun like this mechanically to just make the barrel go around, and the hammer hits the bullets in the chamber every time. So it's like boom, 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 like that, you know. And the guys. Are <laughs> That's the funny scene. You get a reaction shot. The guy's coming in on horses. And you just see a bunch of bullets. Meanwhile, the gun's still going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's like, uh, rhythm, people. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Timing. <laughs> so that was your first ever Star Wars experience? Uh, well, yeah, you know, because that was the first time I saw the movie. And did it mark you to that much? That I remember being like... Well, I jumped into the whole bandwagon, you know, I got the figs and played in the schoolyard. I could see you dressed up as a Luke Skywalker for, for Halloween. No, actually, I Hunt didn't dress solo. up. I didn't dress up uh, a lot. Uh, what, what I did dress up as had nothing to do with Star Wars back then. It had to do with Godarak and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, you know? Japanese. The, the serious stuff, you know. The serious stuff back then. I remember that stuff. Brian, did we ever ask you the question? I think, but I don't think everybody's going to go listen to the archives to find that one moment. That one moment? Well, it was basically I was two years old, and uh, I, my mom had taped it on TV, because she, she regu- as she would regularly do, you know, there's a good movie on TV. Brian, you should watch this. I'll tape it. She taped it, you know. And You're two years old. Two years old. That's the first time I watched it. The earliest memory of Star Wars was, like, okay. the Jawa Soundcrawler and the droids in the desert. Did you watch a lot of Star Trek when you were in her placenta? Uh, no. And had the, the TV propped t- up to her TNG belly? TNG hadn't come out yet. That oh. was Stephanie, Beatrice, and James. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, because my parents, they first when pay-per-view was first like new, they gave out like free previews for people on cable. My parent, They played Star Wars a lot. My parents used to just like watch it all the time. Because, <laughs> hey, it was free. It's Star Wars. It's not bad. Sure, <laughs> on pay per view, and that—that's my earliest. And I always wanted, you know, a Luke Skywalker action figure. Okay, I remember all that was out there was tr- stupid droid figures and stupid Ewok figures, and they were like scarce because wow. by the time well, I was, it was eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Mm-hmm. By the time you got lucky. No, I because didn't, I didn't me, have any. Me figures. and my neighbor, we had the Weakways and the Nictos, and that's about it. Really? And we didn't even knew it was coming from Star Wars. You know what I do remember? <laughs> I never, I've never done any mail order stuff or whatnot ever. Okay. Except one thing, because the figs, the Star Wars figures, were the craze back then. Everybody's going nuts over them, and everybody was losing their lightsabers, and I was using toothpicks to replace the lost lightsabers and stuff. And I How had, very safe. And I had, who cares? Back then, you had toys that shot stuff and everything, you know, so, you know. 
until one kid lost an eye, and then they said, hmm, maybe we, the parents group said, hmm, maybe we should do something about this, and they sued the company and everything, and now well, we course, have Well, of course, they Nerf can't toys. take responsibility of their own child. That just created the market for Nerf toys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two words, lawn darts. <laughs> yeah, they're there darts. <laughs> uh, but the one thing I did mail over for was the Boba Fett figure. You had to keep your uh, purchase. Your Kellogg's uh, Yeah, ke- No, not Kellogg's. Kenner. It was uh, Kenner. Oh, okay. Cut uh, off the back of your cardboards. Yeah, actually, it was just a round thing. Kellogg was the hand trooper. Solo, uh, Probably, yeah. yeah but and solo stone trooper. Yeah, because that was the figure that was going to come out in the set for uh, The Empire Strikes Back. And it was a preview figure. It was a preview figure. And I remember that vividly. I remember every day. Look in the mail. Is it? Did it come? I mean, the day after I sent it in. Because you have no relation with time. I still have no relation with time. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you mail it in. Next morning, did it come in? Is it My in? mother looks at me and she goes, Well, you gotta give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> like four to six weeks. See, it's about, like... Three and a quarter <laughs> inches tall, and it has to fly all the way over here. Yeah. And it's a tiny little jetpack, so it's got to refuel a lot of times on the way. And of course, my mo- once it gets here, my mother tortured me with it. You know, like guess what came in? Like my figure, and she did that until I got numb. You know, <laughs> in the face because she'd say, "Oh no, we got this in the mail and everything. Your figure didn't come in, but it had come in like a week ago." <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> She was just waiting to see how good you did in school, didn't, didn't she? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. But I did lose it when she gave it to me and everything. So it's like, Wah. of okay. course, the first thing I did was rip the packaging open and play with it, you know, because back then that's what you did with your toys. <laughs> I think that's still what you should do with your toys. Yeah, well, today it's more like, okay, I'll buy you one, this one you put in your collection, and that one you play with. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> Ten years later, <laughs> you'll be happy you have a collection. <laughs> So just keep it. So uh, you actually mentioned having uh, Brian listen to Star Trek while he was in his mother's womb. Yeah. So I would you I I know I would probably do that with my kid. I know I would probably have him listen to to John Williams classical music, more especially Star Wars, and probably some Star Wars stories of, as well. You know, I'd love to have little Jedi. To be raised in the family or something. You're a freak. I know that. And people who are listening to me know that too. <laughs> Now we need to know if you would be freaks as well. No. I'm not going to push it on my kids. Without pushing it, you know, just like no, hinting no, it. No. If they want to get into it, they'll get into it. Listen, I'm messed up enough as it is. I made the conscientious choice to not have any kids. <laughs> <laughs> that in the fact. Nobody will have kids with me, so. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a wonderful lady for you out there. I hope to, but whatever. That's another show. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the first cocktail for five, hopefully we'll have some other some others uh, in the future. Who knows? There's spontaneous shows. No, I mean that's for one. another type of show. Oh, okay, Dad. Well, we can do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so. How has Star Wars influenced your life, uh, Martin? Because you saw it when you were really young. Now you're a set designer, set builder. I kept stuff. dreaming about... Like, when they were doing... After they did uh, the, uh, the Empire Strikes Back, I kept dreaming about playing in the next movie. 
I said, and they had Ewoks. Wasn't it perfect? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I was already six feet, you know, back then. So just to rub it in. The but no, I said, hey, I'd be perfect for a stormtrooper. I'd play. I'll broom the floor. Whatever you want me to do, I'll just work on that damn movie. I just want my name to be in the credits at the end somewhere. You know, at the very very end. You know, underneath the uh, the the date in the Roman numerals. You know, That's and it. stuff like that. But I I guess in 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 some way. That's what got me into the business that I do is building sets and stuff because I was going, I went nuts for dro- for robots and everything mechanical and everything technology. So, you know, I figured, started out in electronics, realized it was boring as hell, and I didn't want to wind up hooking up people's video uh, or cable connections, you know, or satellite connections up a, up in a a pole somewhere for the rest of my days. So I figured, I've got to change this. And I started working on stage, and I loved it, because it, it, it was sort of an instant gratification, because your work was either booed or appreciated right off the bat. You know, you That's got it. the instant result from the crowd. If the crowd liked it, they... They went nuts. If they hated it, you knew automatically. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's it's also a job where you actually have to be a jack of all trades, as you were saying earlier, but also very resourceful. Yep. Because no matter what happened, you actually have to make everything work for the particular show. So, do you find do you find yourself to be sort of a Han Solo of set design at work or something like that? Probably at some point, yeah. Well, at some point, you know, like, uh, I remember talking about it on an earlier show when we were talking about our uh, evolutions uh, through the, fan, the, the the stories of Star Wars and my focus on a particular character changed all throughout the years, you yeah. know. Uh, although I have to admit that I never actually identified much with Luke. Uh, except maybe during the period when they came out with the... What is it? The uh, Dark uh, Horse comic books. Dark Empire? Okay. Dark Empire, sorry. Yeah, Dark, when Dark Empire came out, I sort of really identified with Luke at that point. Because, you know... I, I don't know the that, dark that, side? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, because he was willing to explore darker sides of himself just to figure out what the hell he was, you know, and stuff like that, so... I'm not sure I want to go deeper into <laughs> Been there, not very nice. Came back. <laughs> I've got pictures, <laughs> by the way. That's nowhere near the dark side. <laughs> That's I, just a blubbering side. <laughs> I, I've been, I've, I haven't been sure about looking at those pictures actually. <laughs> you get my meaning. Nobody does. Nobody else does. But it's okay. We just, we just like torturing Brian about the fact that he couldn't come to us. Hey man, there. the boss is leaving. We can get naked on the webcam now. Bye, boss. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Wait, let me take off my condom. Woo! <laughs> what? You're you have it what? on? <laughs> that takes a lot of mental concentration, people. All right, so <laughs> or focus, Brian. You're the co-host of a Star Wars radio show. Sup on the internet, the intro app. Yes, what that's up. How how much has Star Wars influenced your life? Uh, Star Wars helped me through difficult periods of my time. In my life, rather. Like, my teenage years, that's the eighth grade, it really saved me. I was really depressed. Didn't have any friends. So I, like, read all the Star Wars books. I got into the EU, and I just dove in headfirst. Okay. And I drowned in it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool expression. I'll, I'll come back to it later, but that's a cool expression. Um, 
And it helped me, you know, like, you know, be happy, I guess. Something I could be passionate about. I didn't fit in anywhere, and I just, like, loved it. Helped me. It was like, I don't know, therapy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's influenced my life that much. Like, it hasn't influenced my career choices. I'd say that's more like the computer has done, the PC has done that more to me than... Uh, anything else has in the past. <laughs> There's um, a ghost in the machine, ladies so and gentlemen. So, it's just kind of like, I'd say the PC and Apple has done more to like change who what I'm going to do with my life than, um, than anything, but... Uh, <coughs> Yeah, that's that's a very good comment I'm going to bring up. Uh, Star Wars uh, led to me bonding with my girlfriend. I wasn't going to go there. Yeah, but, but it, it's true though. It's like so we we Brian. totally bonded over like our obsession over Star Wars. You lucky damn dog, dude! I thought I told you this. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. All you told me was she was goth. No, oh, I didn't say oh, that. Okay, well, no, I else, did not. Well, wasn't else. me. Probably not you. Probably Nick <gasps> or right. Eric. Yeah. Really. Oh yeah. There you go. You go bashing on your friends. And it's Nick. You say yourself. All right. That's that's what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Let's blame the guy who didn't show up. It's Nick's fault. It's <laughs> Nick's fault. That <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Stop being so dissing with people, Brian. Uh, Nick's not here. So I'll probably say yes. I am. Okay. <laughs> Okay. But anyway, good on you, man. If you're yeah, so like you're one of the lucky few who can share his passions with his girlfriend. She you know. molded a Darth Vader miniature. So out of what? Out of clay. Hardcore. Oh, very hardcore. So you're you're lucky enough to actually have been able to find love in the Star Wars fandom. So it's possible. It's actually there for a few minuscule, microscopic group of fans. I guess. But I, I wouldn't say it's what we bonded, like we, like we bonded over it, but I wouldn't say it's the sole center of our universe. Which is good. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> I'm, not, I, 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 I'm not Sebastian. <laughs> Wham! <laughs> Ouch. Skin has claws. So, don't. <laughs> without saying that, <laughs> basically, um, that y- you actually met over with Star Wars... <laughs> I don't know what's happening in the chat, and I'm afraid to look. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But, yeah, that's it. Basically, Brian, uh, you were lucky enough to find to find someone you could actually uh, share your passion in. I think the delay just kicked in in the chat. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, it's going right there. <laughs> that's why it's so hard to do these show live with the chat on and the, the delay thing. It's <laughs> yeah. All right. But... Do you think that's something that might help you actually get through some tough times with your girlfriend? Sometime actually quoting Star Wars or mentioning Star Wars and <coughs> he's, he's like, no, no, I'm not you. I'm not Sebastian. You dumb fuck. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say dumb fuck. What were you going to say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I know it's there. <coughs> yeah, you, missed, you missed that bad, Brian. Uh, you just... But thank made you a lot of people go deaf, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, 
What else can we destroy tonight? <laughs> <laughs> one of our one of the friends who were supposed to was supposed to actually come tonight is uh, a guy who actually doesn't like Star Wars at all. He hates it because everyone else loves it. Oh well, I kind of reactionary. I can I can understand him. So yeah. why why how could someone that and how and why could someone that like Star Wars? Uh well I'll trans I'll translate like put me. In the other point of view. Okay. Here's a reference. I grew up up in the Laurentians where all you get to do during the winter is ski. It's yeah. Down, everything is about downhill skiing. That's it. And smoking drugs. Or snow snowshoes. And I wasn't big on drugs. Well, the snowshoes is for your <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> I, I thought mean, you were going to say, well, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... So everybody is talking, oh, these are my new uh, head skis and stuff like that, and they're talking labels, 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 labels. Everything is about the label. And I'm like, you commercial pricks, you, you know, uh, fashion victims, basically. And that's how I can sort of translate what this guy is is interpreting the whole Star Wars fandom as especially the new bandwagon that's going these days you know it's sort now that the movie's out it's probably going to dwindle down and become more reasonable you know and then the TV shows will be coming out <coughs> yes but uh, again this is Star Wars so you never know where it's going to cap off but except if you go to celebrations the yeah well anyway. then it's pretty much clear no, yeah, but uh, again, take celebrations, put it in the 90s, you're going to have a few thousand people, that's it. You're not going to have the numbers you had at C3 because of the prequels and all that crap. And actually, I the, don't whole know. EU, the whole EU, when you look at it from a, mar- from a commercial marketing point of view, I mean, Lucas probably gave the go-ahead for the expanded universe in the ni- in 1990. I think the Thrawn book came out just to test the waters and see. 1987. Splinters of, of the Mind's Eye. Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah, you're right. But that was with. Uh, total. No, actually, that, that was, was in 79. Yeah, that's 79. Yeah, 79. Yeah, 79. And that's really old because uh, it doesn't take. Uh, account of what happened in the Empire Strikes yeah, and it. stuff like that. We're not portraying any judgments on the people who were born in 1979, and no, you're not that old if you were born that year. No, but anyway, back on the subject, <laughs> the uh, that's the whole thing is if you're uh, somebody who doesn't really go for the fanboy thing or fangirl thing, um, is not gonna get. Why people lose their minds over this stuff, you know? And there's different degrees of losing your mind throughout the entire Star Wars fandom, you know? Like the uh, what is it, six degrees of separation and stuff like that? You know? Yeah. So you have to. I, I can totally understand why he'd be pissed at everybody going, "Ooh, Star Wars! Ooh, Star Wars! This and Star Wars that!" And the ads on TV and a whole marketing crap and everything and every. Other uh, fast food chain and their cousin hold having collectibles and crap. And I saw like collectible cards in cheese the other day. Sweet, collectible card in cheese. Like you back you. Oh yeah, okay. You buy a bag of cheese and inside yeah. the packaging there's gonna be a card. It's it, like you're surprised. 
You know, back no, because there's there were cereals with C3PO on them and everything. So you're like, oh, you, whatever. You yeah, know. but when you and think I remember about it, cutting out C3PO's face and putting on the mask and running around. Hey, with I it, had Batman know. cereal. There you go. Yeah, I'd see you. With the, so it's just you know corporate marketing, and I can understand that if somebody just looks at it from the surface and sees the whole corporate aspect of it, they'll throw up because it is sickening. Okay. I I myself find the whole idea of the 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 multiple figurines coming out and everything like ugh. and also the fact that yes they might be collectible yes they might be on a blue card instead of a green card or an orange card you know whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to buy the three different stormtroopers just because that one was put on a different card. Because the first thing that's going to go, the first thing that's going to go is the card. You know. <laughs> no. I mean, that's why I get into the minis. Again, me too. You know, because there's a replay value first of all. Oh shit! Yeah, and, and they're pretty. Yeah, but uh, you know, like um, he'd probably the guy who didn't show up, he'd probably say the same thing. That's exactly why I hate Star Wars is because of the whole marketing and crap and whatnot that goes with it. Because you, know? you, you get overexposed. I think I think it actually goes... He's probably sick of seeing Anakin on a bag of chips when he goes to the corner store. Yeah, there, also there's that. that. You know I, think, I, I think it actually goes to I see Mr. Fantastic on a bag of chips. I know, but uh, again, the Fantastic Four, like, I think Star Wars is what started this procedure. Definitely, yeah, it is. So, he's probably smart enough to do the math himself and figure out it's Lucasfilms. Blame it on Lucas? Lucasfilm. Okay. Or Lucas Licensing, I should say. Okay. Bl- blame it on Lucas Licensing. Lucas Licensing is probably a rancor that Lucas unleashed and can't put the reins back in. You know, he's probably lost control over those people somehow. Yeah. All they know how to do is make money. Yeah, you know. And again, he when he sits back and looks at the numbers, he can't really bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Speaking of the Lucas family, uh, Brian, I, I, I totally forgot to uh, listen to your Miss News and see if you actually mentioned the uh, the Lucas home family moving to the Presidio. Yeah, I don't care. It really it's like, like I don't give a crap. Well, will it affect Star Wars? Ever since Monday, yes, it will, because we should have less continuity errors now. <laughs> 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 now they'll be working together, you know, in the same buildings. They're going to be able to ask a little bit more around for mm, things hopefully. like that. Yeah, but uh, ever since Monday, they ever since yesterday, they've been unpacking boxes at uh, the the Lettersman Digital Arts Center. Do you know if they made a little... um, Because back when Lucasfilm moved the first time, Ralph McQuarrie made this cute little drawing of Lucasfilm moving down the streets of San Francisco. It's a really really pen and paper... It's a really cute little pen and paper drawing where you have the speeder and the and everything, and they're all just moving the crap. You know what? I have received a card mentioning the move of Lucasfilm over, but there is only a big and nice picture of the Presidio. But no little drawing by Ralph McQuarrie. Again, you see, that's where uh, that brings me back to the whole package of creativity. Yeah. Back then, yeah, yeah people were psyched about it. Now it's just another job, you know. Yeah. Like people working on it. Like I've seen technical guys talk about the work they did on Star Wars, and for them, it's 
utterly just another job. Oh well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna actually put my ad up to uh, Bunny Burden, who's uh, one of the editors over at StarWars.com. She just doesn't care about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a crap about a it. Ass. But she will work for the site, and she will do a really great job. Mm-hmm. But. She just doesn't care about about the thing, and that's the problem about projects like this. I get, I'll do the comparison again with Lord of the Rings. On Lord of the Rings, everybody and their dog were passionate about working on that movie, on those movies. I say that movie because it was just one big project. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. It it shows from the guy who was gluing together chain, plastic chainmail to the guy who was sweeping the floors. You know, everybody was passionate about this project, and it and shows. look how it turned out. Bam! Yeah. Congratulations to all the folks who worked. The in entire team. I, I I I that's what I call the sacred fire. I mean, the sacred fire was at Lucasfilm for a long time when they were doing all everybody else's movies. You know, industrial light and magic and everything. They had the, the the force was with them to stay in the theme. The Olympic torch was burning proudly. Yeah, and it just moved. It's down under now. It somehow disappeared, vanished away. Oh, it probably burned ship. through the core of the planet, got warmer, and <laughs> exploded at the other end, and just let went tenfold. You know. Oh, so that's probably why they actually have an office in Singapore now. Look at that, that where it would have ended. Why the hell do you think a lot of people are going to film in Australia and stuff like that? So they know that it's cheap, first of all. Yes. Well, not anymore since the 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 governor brought back all the work to Hollywood. Yeah, but that's politics, and we talked about that earlier. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, quick, quick news by Castra. Uh, he did unlock his Jedi position on Star Wars Galaxies, and the trials of Obi Wan beta invites started about five minutes ago, and he's in. So we we should have sweet, very little information coming out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be busy grinding. That's it. All right. Um, I do understand the point of. How and why, but I think in, ca- in the case of that particular person, hopefully we'll be able to have him on the show again sometime, and he'll be able to explain how deep his hate, his hatred for Star Wars goes. Because I think it's a little bit Ferdinand. Uh, At last, he will have revenge. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he's going to be very happy to do so. So uh, we were mentioning Brian mentioned drowning in Star Wars back when he was a kid. Well, to give you an idea, do, sorry, I just want to close this up. Is Go ahead. What do you hate the most in pop culture? What me? Yeah. What what makes you sick to your stomach? I mean, you Fox you, News. You you get rashes from it. I'm not allowed to mention it on the show. What you have? Three hundred pounds sailor scouts. <laughs> that makes me sick. Okay. Oh oh, anime. <laughs> Fucking anime. Anime is okay. I'm fine with anime. I think it's retarded. I'm talking about pop but culture. But just in terms of pop culture, um, I guess... Like what's being made out there. Yeah, I guess like the real bad pop music, what's considered to be pop music. Oh, well, the actually, stuff they pump into like a voice box and it turns yeah. out... 
Britney Spears like at the Britney other end? Britney Spears and saying uh, Backstreet Boys, okay. you know that kind of shit. I think we should go back to the more don't, don't logical groups and don't 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 lump all of pop music into this crap music because there's a lot of pop. Pop just means it's popular. Well, that's why no, that's why I don't like it. That's why I think pop music should be banned and we should go back to stuff like rock and roll, R and B, and actually okay, but there's you know, rock and roll that's pop music. Here's, that's the problem. The Beatles were pop. That's the problem. I don't consider the, the Beatles to be pop music. Mozart was pop. I consider it to be classic. Rock. Beethoven was pop. You so want to go fuck, back? Go fuck yourself. You want to go back on last last week's subject? Don't Shakespeare you? was pop. <laughs> so I, I saw it coming. <laughs> Bitch. It <laughs> was a nice <sighs> subject, by the way. Thank you, Edna, for. Uh, Gone with the Wind was pop for going with my saying of considering the Star Wars movies. All right. So, to go back to the subject, Brian drowned in Star Wars when he was a little kid. You see the results today. Yeah, the, again, the drowning, uh, the, the, he, he drowned in it. That's another thing that happens in... You don't see that in a lot of fandoms. Uh, I can name like four or five right off the top of my head. No, I mean drowning in it. Potter, I mean, uh, but number. Look at numbers. No, no people in Potter are drowning in it because they can relate to real life and stuff like that. There's obviously a percentage of freakazoids out there Star that Trek. totally relate. Star Trek is one of them. Star Trek, Ringers. although Star Trek is not. Star Trek has it's a dying fandom. No, it's not dying. It's in transition. I'd say. It's yeah. not, it can't be dying. It I'm needs, sorry. It, it needs to find itself again. The thing has been going on for 50 years. And, you know, it's going to go up, down, stuff. In 89, you could have said Star Wars is dead. It's going through its midlife crisis. In 89, there was nothing Star Wars happening. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the odd Dude, game... Dude, I know. Maybe the odd <laughs> I game... I couldn't get my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> maybe the odd game on the Atari or the Nintendo and whatnot... But that's it, you know. And then the books came out, the expanded universe was born, and it started going slowly, regularly back up again. But there was a book a year. The Thrawn trilogy came out in three years. Yeah, we, we missed that. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I tried to read then, it when I was like seven. I couldn't do it. Back then, you had the time to read. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> now, there's so many books coming out in a year. It's, it's killing my boggling. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're probably losing his mind <laughs> Read and trying to read, keep up with all this. By stuff. the way, Brian, could you find out when the next Troy Denning book is coming out? Because I think it's next uh, week. Darkness? Yeah, 29th. Darkness 2. 29th? <coughs> Thank you. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, that's where I was going. Publicity and collecting. What do you think that Star Wars has become today because of all that? Is Has it become overrated? I think it's having a negative influence on the on the creativity of the universe. Because now in focus groups, people are asking themselves, "Okay, what's going to sell? What can we make a figure out of? What can we make a board game out of? What can we, you know, it just becomes part of the equation for focus groups and I hate that. Instead of it being, "Okay, where do we want these characters to go? What do we want them to do?" No, it's going to be what's going to sell, you know. That's what I hate. It's just hooks everywhere. Darth Maul was just a big ass hook. Is all he was. I mean, are you so you're saying that Lucas went to the marketing department and said, "What's going to get us south?" No, he's probably did the process himself. The problem is he's surrounded by too many yes men, and yeah, nobody told him, "Well, wait a minute, <coughs> you might want to rethink this." 
Yeah, I think we've had this, Martin and I, we've had this discussion before. Yeah, never on a radio show, though. Yeah. <laughs> always over a game of miniatures. <laughs> Fucking Lucas, always a yes man. You want to pe- go for a beer after? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Robert O'Reilly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed the good times. So. Oh, jeez, yeah. Anyway. But uh, no, yeah, the whole marketing thing, I understand that if you're going to make a multi-million dollar movie and not ask a network to fork over the money for it, you have to do stuff like that. Well, of if course. you want to finance your movie, <coughs> I understand that wholeheartedly. Uh, but, that being said, keep an eye on the story and the focus. You know, stop thinking about... I mean, I'm sorry, but the whole sequence in Attack of the Clones where... Anakin and Padme are jumping around in the, the, the droid factory thing. I thought, well, that's going to be a game, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it's a left to right scroll for crying out loud. <laughs> do, do you think they should have actually come up with a mousetrap, uh, a Star Wars mousetrap game? <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> no, but board game. Well, like probably somewhere in Eurasia or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do you never know? Where no copyrights exist, you know. But, yeah, that's it. So... Do you think it's actually going to lead Star Wars to its death eventually? What? Overmarketing. Overmarketing? I think it'll keep it alive. It'll no, actually. I think it'll keep a certain cer- certain popular certain sector or like a section of the popular fandom going. The problem with it? Do you think that's the reason behind the tactics? <laughs> hey, the tactics. Don't get me the started on that. The tactics are a total failure for me. Don't get me started. I've I've yet to see anyone play them other than it, than it's see through. I haven't seen anybody buy them. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like they, they don't I mean, a friend of mine owns a store and he bought some. None of them sold. Eek. <laughs> the ATRT is kind of cool. It comes with four missiles. Oh my god! You know what? The, your ATRT smash that you have? Unlimited missiles! Guess why? Because you have a D20. <laughs> yes, but it's for people with challenged minds. No, what's going to happen is. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem is the um, it's going to dilute the content a lot. Like people are going to lose focus about the story, and like I think a lot of people have actually lost focus on the story and just care about the collectibles, which is That's you know too bad. It, it's not good or bad. It's just out there. You know, which actually brings me to a little because like it does create economy and stuff like that, and you know, like people, people have fun with it. People who own stores can make a living out of it. You know, yeah, so legends. You, you can't really, you can't really uh, hate them for that. You know, because they, 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 there was a market and they went for it. And, uh, you know, if they get to pay their, uh, if they get three meals a day and pay the rent, you know, it's like good on them. You know, yeah. Plus, if it wasn't for collectibles. Uh, Peter would never have met his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some people actually met over collecting, just like yeah. you you actually met your girl. Well, no, you didn't met your girlfriend, but you bonded with your girlfriend over comic books. Yeah, it's just a, a question of having quality stuff out there. And, you know, since co- corporate companies are all about making a buck, they're going to try and keep the cost down at all costs, and or well, at no cost, you know. Well, here, here's the thing. The Dark Horse... Who are releasing most of the Star Wars comics nowadays? Um, Don't they have like the exclusive rights for it? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the the thing is, they actually canceled uh, Star Wars Tales, which is which be in the beginning was a lot of original tales, great stuff. just comic 
stories that have no relation whatsoever with the They're actual infinities. Star Wars. And My favorite story remains universe. to this day the uh, Jedi droid story. Skippy the Jedi droid. Yeah, there you go. Lovely. R5D4 in Star Wars New Hope. His real name is actually Skippy, and he's a Jedi. You see, Alhan and he kills himself. Alhan is bringing up. Uh, the the Lego is making me think about Lego and Star Wars. See now, there's a great corporate idea because it makes sense. Lego was smart enough to go, hmm, let's associate ourselves with cool licenses, but only cool licenses. You know, they didn't go for the, you know, uh, uh, the Matrix or you know, they didn't go for crappy everything that was yeah that out was there. coming out. They, they were just very selective went with very like true licenses, um, Harry you know, Potter and no uh, mistake kind of stuff. You know, yeah. Harry. They they went okay. We're gonna do one science fiction thing, Star Wars. We're gonna do one fantasy thing, Harry Potter. You know, and okay, we'll do one. Uh, we'll do our special uh, line about movie making. Okay, let's go ask uh, Steven Spielberg if he wants to participate in this, and you get your little Steven Spielberg Lego fig. You know, that's it. Also, there's... Uh, and that's, again, they, they that's another thing up on Lucas that Spielberg has. I don't well, think Lucas has a Lego thing. <laughs> well, they're actually thinking of coming up with the Star Wars uh, <coughs> movie set for Legos. It's going to be basically a big blue set okay. with three three little things. Oh, and you can probably cut and paste. And it. a lot of blue blue blocks as well. And you can probably... It'll probably come with video editing. Yeah, stuff the and webcam and, and all You can that. put in a lot of backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. Cool. You see, that's great. Those are great toys. <laughs> see, Those it, are cool it, force, toys. it forces kids to. Like, if anyone's listening to the show at Lego over right now, just like pick up this idea. <laughs> steal <laughs> it from us, please. Steal it from us. <laughs> see, I came up with that blue screen thing as a joke. <laughs> that's why I, I don't get like you did. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that, that's that's why I don't get like why a lot of. Uh, Star Wars people or like people at Lucasfilm don't listen to the fans more because I listen to other podcasts about other stuff like The Signal which is a Firefly one mm-hmm. and Tim Minear one of the series creators wrote them an email saying guys thanks for contributing this article blah 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 but you got one thing right you got this thing that you know you should change and blah 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 like the series creator listens to a fan podcast listens to the fans yeah well again this is a smaller kind of <coughs> fandom, it's yeah. not uber fandom. Ooh, it is. It, Ooh, it's it's, get, it's, it's huge. It's, it's getting, getting big. There, man. It's getting big. I noticed because at uh, SFX last month, brown coats are everywhere. There was toques. There were people. There was a a, a a woman. She was knitting toques on site, and everybody had a toque. <laughs> oh, a toque like Jane? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> There's a picture of me in one of these toques. <sighs> There's I, a picture. I giving you money. Why are you calling me? Because <laughs> they ran out like that. <laughs> Brian? <laughs> Cell phone. No, Brian. <sighs> you had to be there. Yep. That's the whole Fuck point it. of conventions. <sighs> you're a bastard. You don't think you're friends. <laughs> you're right. I don't. <laughs> you're a bastard. <laughs> what a Jane hat. Oh, come on now. If it would have been for James, then I probably would have brought one back. But even I didn't get an actual toque like in Serenity, and I have no idea where the toque comes from. But I'm actually wearing the toque in a picture of mm. of one of our friend Tessa. So. And again, that's another fandom. Uh, I guess there's something to be said. For I think it's, it's a very growing fandom. It's like it's a it's a very nascent fandom. I think mm-hmm. they came out with an RPG book. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's coming out soon. Yeah, they was out at this like they gave away like two hundred. They sold two hundred yeah, at Gen yeah, Con, yeah, yeah. okay, and they sold out like yeah. the first day. Oh. 
Oh, uh, people so were actually. You guys do realize this is Star Wars show yeah. here. Back, back, back <laughs> to the thing, though. Was, I mean, we were comparing fandoms here, and I ask myself this question. I look at the. Like, I don't look at numbers or stuff, but I look at what I see, the people that I see at conventions and stuff. And just on a simple gender population for fandoms, I'll take Farscape, because that's the first one that comes to mind. It's sort of bends towards the feminine side of the fandom, like mostly because women they have such strong female characters in that show. Agree, I agree totally with that, and they have hunky f- male characters. Yeah, Ben Browder. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I've seen people flip out over him. Okay, what he's a, good in Stargate, though. Yeah, he's nice. <laughs> Thank I, you, Helen. Brian, settle down. Stargate to the and Stargate actually is another one that. High female fandom. Why? My, my, my two guys hold this. Big I hold this girls. from actual Goa'ulds. Like the two guys we had at Concept last year, they told us, guys, come to GateCon. You can't imagine how many women there are there. And we're like, oh. In Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but a few folks from Toronto and I are actually thinking of going to GateCon. Road tripping to so, GateCon. You know, cool. And then I go, like, uh, in the middle, you have stuff like Star Trek, which is half half. Battlestar Galactica. I haven't seen a lot of fandom from Battlestar. I haven't witnessed a lot of ba- f- fandom from Battlestar. I think Galactica. the problem is that it hasn't really. It's 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 really underground right now. And there's also the it's issue of old versus new. A yeah. lot of people hate the new because they love the old so much and yeah. stuff like that. But so the, the, my mom's the been actual, watching it. Though, the actual the marketing has stuff. been planted all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's been at Comic Con. It's been at SFX. Yeah, they're, they're I'm totally certain it wasn't at, at, at Dragon Con. Hmm. So I'm guessing, you know, you got to let the seeds grow a little bit and maybe I two years from now. I think they're playing it safe. Yeah. Because they, they knew that there was going to be a lot of big other sci-fi stuff out there. And they're just probably playing it safe. You know, why go up against Star Wars? I mean... Yeah, but they still make the old Battlestar Galactica toys. They still make them. Yeah, I know. I, I want to get a Viper because it's the exact same Viper from the new one as the old one. But... And then we come to stuff like Star Wars. Yeah. Not too many girls flip out over Star Wars. Quite a, a few, but look at our reaction when you told us you met you, you and your girlfriend bonded o- o- somewhat over Star Wars. We're like, what? You lucky dog, you know. You don't get that kind of a reaction in Farscape. Well, maybe if a girl meets a guy, then yeah, you know, then she goes, <gasps> you lucky, you're lucky, you know, you met a guy that flip outs over Farscape, you know. Which is not easy because yeah. a lot of guys will go. Ugh, I lose it over the Muppets. You know, they don't. it's it's seventy five percent of people who are gay in those guys. <laughs> 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 I, I I think that like I, you know, finding I like first date. Even though Same like sci fi fans are like, I, for me it would be just be like you like sci fi ah yeah. Well, if you're gonna go to convention, don't be surprised because <laughs> you know, that that's where you meet the people. Yeah. That's why I love going to conventions. That's why I love waiting in line. Networking. Or just scoping out the chicks. No, just chatting. <laughs> just okay. <laughs> meeting new people, making new friends. It's all, that's always fun. Hearing very funny story from some people over at Cool Waters Productions. The bald head. <laughs> Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're bald headed and you ever go out to meet Carrie Fisher, be careful. Keep at a keep a safe distance, okay, like ten then. paces Say like away. At least like five feet away from all oh, ten paces. <laughs> just just make sure. Yep. So yeah, 
Again, I, I did that comparison for the fandoms and male versus female stuff. I don't know what it means, honestly. It's just there, you know. Uh, what does it mean? I honestly don't know. There's, I don't know, it's probably more the hero factor. instead. That's, again, that's the thing. In Star Wars, you don't have a lot of vulnerable heroes. Or if they are, it doesn't come out. It, it doesn't show, you know. The heroes right. might be vulnerable, but they don't show it. You're right. What's oh okay. No more web no more webcam. For now. The webcam is dead? Yes. I guess. Oh. But that's the thing, you know, I find that uh you know, a guy like Anakin should have been introduced to us in a he didn't look vulnerable to me, which is what he needed to be in order to go to the dark side, you know. And that's why I don't and I don't Yet you and I don't. You missed the vulnerability from Attack of the Clone when he kills the Tusken Raider. Why? I, th- that's the problem, though. It just happens once. It's as if he turned to the dark side then and there, and after that, it's just like you know, it's a slipping. Yeah, but it should have been slipping, going well, from bad to worse. He does start there on end. Though, in the Phantom Menace. He starts slipping. Oh, I'm sorry, but he's just... I know, the, the whole sequence you, with you Mace Windu doesn't make sense to me at all. Brian is right in a sequence that uh, that was actually cut, yeah, cut from the scene. He beats up Greedo. He actually jumps Greedo I know. after the race. And why the hell did he cut that? DVDs? Dumbass. <laughs> it's not even on the DVD for crying it out is, loud. It is. It's on the DVD. Edited into the movie? No. I don't think so. It should be in cut. the movie. Yeah, it should be in the movie. But I mean, it's, it's that would make total cuts. sense. That the guy has a very short fuse. I know. That's that what you need to go to the dark but Mark, side. Mark, I know. I, Martin, I admit it. There are a lot of problems in the in the, in the prequel trilogy. A lot of problems. Yeah. I granted they bring cool stuff to the surface. Like the whole battle. The battle in Attack of the Clones and the battle in Revenge of the Sith. The space battle, that opening sequence. Pff, wow. Because they actually slowed down the space battle so we can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat, you know. And Whereas in Phantom Menace, the whole space battle yeah. is, first of all, a copy and paste of the attack on the Death Star. Yeah. That's all it is. Just accelerated tenfold is yeah. what it is. You, you you actually do see the trench it's sequence. It's like, yeah. you know, I mean, frame for frame almost. You could run the two scenes, like, next to one another, and the story happens at the same time. It's like, yeah. You know. Plus, it's a mix of the scene in Return of the Jedi where they're fighting downstairs and they're fighting upstairs and and then all shit breaks loose and everybody's gonna die but then one person comes through and that turns the luck for everybody you know exactly. that's right whatever congratulations Annie <laughs> <laughs> alright um, we're actually getting at the end of the show uh, I we just want to say that I received the uh, Star Wars Aficionado it's a double issue 8 and 9 for 2005 and it's fully colored on that sweet I need to see it so, what do you guys think it's about... It's a fanzine? It's a fanzine. What do you guys think about people who go that far and actually make fanzines and uh, publish all sorts of stuff? Wait, wait what are we doing now? I actually worked on a Montreal-based <laughs> fanzine once where we were covering not just one fandom, but a bunch of fandoms. And it was a whole lot of fun to do. And it was great. We got to cover... Like, we never got to the stage where we, uh, we were a very big publication and stuff like that. We ran a few numbers and it was fun. ASF, I believe, right? Uh, Alliance Fiction oh, Montreal. Oh, AFM. AFM, yeah. So. 
was which was pretty cool. And I I think it still has um, an online version going. Like somebody from the fa- from that actually no, that's down too. Alliance Fiction Magazine, I think yeah. it was. That's them as well. Yeah, that's okay. them as well. Okay. Well, sadly enough, wow, yeah. these are great pictures. I know. They have really have really good stuff in this. So how can we get this, Sebastian? Well, you can actually uh, <laughs> you can actually send me an email, and I can see to contact the editor of the uh, the fanzine, and uh, you can probably uh, start uh, subscribing to that wonderful fanzine mm-hmm. uh, made by fans for fans with tons of pictures. This is better than Star Wars Insider. I know. <laughs> I was hesitant of saying it, but <laughs> the guys at, at IDG should should actually take a look at it because it's really really good. I wouldn't say better. It's it's really different, and I really yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. There's right. a lot of like edited scenes. Yeah, and you can really see well uh, Nick Gillard and the two other mm-hmm. yeah uh, girls who, who were killed in the scene. Mousy McCallum. Uh, Mousy. What? Daughter uh, of Rick McCollum's daughter. Don't get me started on Rick McCollum. A.K.A. Scribdoll. We'll keep that for another show. <laughs> Fuck CGI. <laughs> Give me a wookie. All right. I'm here. <laughs> so our next show is going to be on Tuesday, September 27, 2005. Uh, the subject is still to be announced, but I am guessing and, and I'm hoping that it's going to be about the best and worst moments of the expanded universe. Idea taken from the Star Wars Insider, hmm. which we were dissing just a few seconds ago. I have, <laughs> to, say, I have to say that the, 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 the cover for the Star Wars Insider... With Grievous? No, the one with the three clones on it. Like I yes, saw yes, the next, one, the next one. Looks really nice. I'm I'm gonna have to get all three covers. I don't, cause that's the funny thing. I like the the uh, orange, the yellow striped, yeah. the commander. Yeah. And that's the only clone model I like. The others, like, yeah, you know. So I'd, if I, I were know. to get one, I'd probably get that one. I, I'm just I'm just actually going after all three covers because I'm big collector of that particular magazine. Yeah. It's like. Ever since I've actually started reading it, uh, since the 20th they've anniversary. They've had very cool covers. Yes, they, they've had very cool covers and very good, like, My favorite one of those is the one where you have Bart facing off against Homer yes. in the Empire Strikes Back sequence so scene. That's, that's issue 39. That's lovely. Um, that's just 45? funny. It's nicely done. 44, 45, something like that. All right. Of course, if you've got any comments about this show or that you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swendirect.com. You can also leave a message on our blog and our message boards. To be a partner or a sponsor, send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message board signatures, etc., etc. Talk about it around the water cooler. Uh, post up like little Star Wars on direct cards right next to the water cooler or something. You know, Link us in your live journal, blog, whatever. There you go. Talk about us in your podcast. By the way, the I'm working really, really, really hard to get into the beta for uh, Battlefront 2. Yeah. So I might be able to get you some news at some point. All right. Very cool. That's no promise worth taking care of for the time being. His name is John Cleese, and he lives in New York, New York. I'm just trying to make people look away from <laughs> <laughs> you right now. Yeah, we were actually mentioned in the Friends of the Aficionado, Brian. 
That's so cool. So we'd like to take a second to thank, uh, thank our sponsors. Federation. So the British know where you live? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> FederationToys.com, SetClan.net, our web host, simple-net.ca, Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which can be found at tsfpn.com. We'd like to take a second to also thank our, our partners, in which I'm actually going to include the Star Wars aficionado, uh, thefandom.com, hannikinandhisangel.com, nerf-herder-anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars reference and actors all out there. Trek Wars, the furry conflict audio drama, which can be found over at furryconflict.com and also the fandom.com, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, MillenniumFalcon.com, Galactic Hunter, who are still keeping collectors on target. T-Bone, Star Wars Universe, and the Galactic Senate message boards available at StarWarsWithAZ.com and, of course, StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio. All these links all are available in the Partners section of our websites. Uh, feel free to send us any comments about this show. If you like the concept of the Cocktail for Five thing, we can do it again in the future, hopefully with a little bit more people, and we can have, like, the view thing going around, because a lot of people were talking about the view there. So <laughs> can I be Star Jones? Uh, <laughs> do we have to move? <laughs> we'll sit you wherever. Apparently, I'm Barbara. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No questions there. Uh, so for all the crew here over at Star Wars Soundtrack, well, Danny's still on vacation in Paris, and he just popped up in the chat earlier tonight and late over there last night. Uh, this is all. This is Sebastian saying, "See you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom." You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. sure to visit www.swonzevec.com for more information about upcoming shows.